Welcome to Sattva Himalayan Wisdom. In this episode, Anand takes us into part two of consciousness, exploring the cosmic self. In the beginning times when we are talking about your consciousness state, what your consciousness state is in the beginning stages of evolution is of what you are predominantly aware and how intensely. What are you mostly knowing? What are you mostly engaged with in the beginning stages of evolution? That's your consciousness state. Are you aware of this or not? For example, you wake up and the first thing you start to know is like a lot of people now, their cell phones. And immediately they start to know the cell phone universe. Yes or no? Some people might be interested in politics and they start reading news based on politics. Somebody might be really passionate in hating someone and they f have searched enough so Google knows which news to serve them. So they remain within the hateful universe which is all geared to hating that particular person. They get that kind of news they get served, they see those kind of Facebook posts. They, if they Google that person's name, they will get first more news articles which justify their positionality to hate that person. Yes or no? The internet is geared now to personalize and to keep you in the, your own bubble of conditioned ideology. It used to be once a freer place. Yes? So if that is what the individual is being exposed to and that's more fundamentally the content in the individual's consciousness field, then that's the consciousness state of the individual. Do you understand me? And if the individual remains identified with that, then he or she remains oblivious to their own cosmic possibility. So cosmic consciousness is ultimately the infinite field from where all consciousness species emerge. The field itself is conscious. And it rises up as models of consciousness. It does not, consciousness is not something that emerges. It is the pre-existing fabric of the entire experience that is life. It is consciousness that makes life possible. Without consciousness, there is no life. So it, consciousness is not something that emerges out of some random subatomic particles who are ultimately unconscious coming together and all of a sudden birthing consciousness. But consciousness is from where everything emerges, including this physiology and the knowing of this physiology. And that is why when we shift this physiology, the capacity of knowing through this physiology alters. When we ingest mushrooms in this physiology, what this physiology knows, this localized value of consciousness note changes, yes or no? When we put alcohol in this physiology, what this physiology is knowing in a particular space-time epoch changes. For this physiology is an expression of that cosmic consciousness. The soul is not within the body, which is some arbitrary take that the soul is inside the body. The superstition. If the soul is inside the body, let's kill the body, take the soul out. 
It's a kind of a waste of time, isn't it? Soul is inside the body. Let's open where it is hiding. Let's pull it out. It's because this body is a bag. It's a burden. If the real deal is inside the body, let's pull it out. Leave the body behind. We can't do that. Yes or no? For the soul is not inside the body. The soul, what we call the consciousness state, is expressing as the body. It is expressing as the body. The body is ultimately not matter. There is nothing called matter. All there is is dynamism. All there is is events. All there is is consciousness knowing itself. And that's why new and new, more and more science is confirming these things, that there is nothing called static, there is nothing called matter. There is no such thing as matter. In old science, there was such thing called matter. That does not mean we have to start behaving as if there is nothing called matter and we start to try to walk through the wall and say, well, you said there is no matter. <laughs> well, get your consciousness state to that degree and adapt your being to that level where the wall is not your reality anymore and you'll be able to walk through the wall. It's not just a belief. You have to get to that level of knowing consciousness state. Just a thought is not enough. Clear or not? So, all that exists is that. All that we are observing is that. So the cosmos itself is conscious. And that is why we'll, we say that we don't come into the universe, we come through it. The apple tree, apples. And the mango tree, mangoes. In the seed that is empty of the mango tree, the entire mango tree is hiding in that emptiness of the seed. The impulse of consciousness births that tree out of the seed. Yes or no? So all the potential of our being is contained within that consciousness field. The entire cosmos is conscious. It is consciousness itself. Do you understand me? So the first stage of true what we call illumination is cosmic consciousness. Where in the yogic physiology it is located from the chakra system? At the heart. Yes, this is the seat of cosmic consciousness. As energy starts to rise up to that level, we start to access cosmic consciousness. Cosmic consciousness being what? Non-local. Our fundamental identities does not remain encased as an isolated value of awareness as this physiology. We begin to get a glimpse we begin to have a sense of that, our own eternal nature, our own celestial value. And that fundamentally makes you a fearless person. Before that, being fearless is a, it's a lot of effort is required. You have to be all aggressive to be fearless. Are you aware of what I'm saying? You have to be type A, raised to the power three. Pow, pow, okay, we're gonna do it. You know, very aggressive. Because inside that aggression is all insecurity. So all this type A personality disorder that we walk around and that we as culture seem to celebrate is nothing but a very, very intense effort to cover their own in deeper inner insecurities. Yes or no? 
So when we begin, for us, we are really interested in living a life of fearlessness, we have to begin to taste cosmic consciousness, which is our own non-local self. Beginningless and endless. When we begin to get a glimpse of that, our own cosmic nature, a fundamental change starts to occur in how we perceive reality. All of a sudden, the content of our life does not grip us so strong. That include your emotions, your feelings, your opinions, your wins and your losses. They don't hold you so strong anymore. For your opinions to grip you, you have to have no clue of your own cosmic nature. For your feelings to grip you, for your anxieties to grip you, you have to be in a totally forgetful state of your own cosmic nature. Yes or no? So naturally what happens when we are practicing, when we are exposing an, this physiology's ability and we are expanding our awareness and we are just able to expand our awareness to the degree where we are able to make contact with that transcendental field, all of a sudden our life starts to change. Why did the life start to change? Because the knower started to change. What the knower was knowing started to change. Started to evolve. What is evolution? Gaining greater and greater cosmic consciousness. Finite value of consciousness within space-time expressing as finite value, gaining this. Gaining this value more and more in it. This natural gaining of its own capacity is the evolution or what we call enlightenment, illumination. Brahmanda Rupa, yes, Brahmanda Rupa being Sanskrit name meaning what? Your own cosmic form. What is the cosmic form? It is formless. Because it is formless, it can take on any form. Formless is the potential of all forms. Yes or no? Form is the potential collapsed within a certain observation. The formless, in its own formlessness, retains the infinite potential of expressing any form. Like the colorless sap of the tree, in its formless, neutral state, retains the infinite potential of the tree. The infinite potential of the tree is in that colorless sap. That colorless sap moving in the direction of green gets limited by being green. But in its own colorless sap, it can be green and it can be simultaneously red. In the case of a red rose bush. Yes or no? It is that same colorless sap. It starts to move in that direction and it takes a left turn red rose, and it takes a right turn, green leaf. Within its own colorless nature, infinite potential of color is held. When it expresses as the red rose, it does not lose its colorless nature, it keeps its colorless nature, but simultaneously expresses in an incredibly mysterious way, red rose but only observable by a certain observer at a consciousness state. 
Yes or no? For sure, all these flowers did not come to be so beautiful just for the benefit of the bees. I don't think the bees require the flowers to be so complex, and so incredibly beautiful. Have you seen the flowers? They're incredibly diverse. So there is something more going on there than just mere pollination. So the cosmic consciousness is gaining that more and more formlessness within our own consciousness field. As we are gaining more and more of that within us, greater and greater infinite potential. For the formless is the potential for form. So it naturally happens to us that as we gain greater value of awareness, as we start to gain in the direction of cosmic consciousness, our creativity will increase. And when I say creativity, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden everybody will become Van Gogh. Hopefully not, because that's a terrible incarnation, actually. <laughs> you end up ripping off your ear. Uh, but you become creative in the way you live life. You become creative that your ability to not repeat the patterns naturally increase. That's what ultimately creativity is, where you're not li living the ever-repeating known. <laughs> Gets boring. <laughs> then we have to come up with all ways of suffering. <laughs> That's why we suffer. And we create suffering for others because we are stuck in the ever-repeating known. So we have to come up with stuff. That's what I was talking about, this secret attachment to suffering. When the consciousness state remains the same, what do you find in the individual? The individual comes up with all kinds of problems. Have you met people like that or no? How many of you met people like that? Like they had a problem and okay, you solved it. And then tomorrow they had another one. And they totally forgot that there was a problem that they solved. They totally forgot about it. Now it's this problem is the deal. Yes or no? And then one year later they have another problem. And it's just problem, problem, problem. It just never ends. They wanted to open a restaurant. The problem was they couldn't open a restaurant. They opened the restaurant. The problem is they opened the restaurant. Now they have to shut down the restaurant. The problem is they have to shut down the restaurant. They shut down the restaurant. The problem is they have shut down the restaurant. Yes or no? They wanted to open a business. The problem is they can't open the business. They can't get investors and all of that. Oh, you got the business. And the problem is what? The business. Like, have to deal with the investors. <laughs> to deal with the partners. Once I get, once I achieve that level, then I will be happy. And what do we find? That even after you achieve everything, the person can remain utterly unhappy. Because it is the consciousness state which has to change. The knower has to evolve. Just by changing, just only maintaining the same consciousness state, just shifting co content around will not make the shift. The knower has to evolve. Not just shuffling through the content. Yes or no?
So creativity naturally arises. Creativity is that, that you don't get stuck in creating problems. 99% of the problem, I would let's say, let, let me be generous, actually 100% of the problems that the individual has is self-generated. You talk about any problem you have, it's self-generated. Outside of you, there is only solution. All problems are nothing but attachment to certain viewpoints within the observer's consciousness state. So creativity is naturally going to, as you gain greater and greater cosmic consciousness, you become the solution provider in your own life. You're not a person who wakes up with problems and goes to sleep with problems. You are naturally more creative. You're not, you find yourself being able to break habits and patterns more and more effortlessly. You become more and more naturally unpredictable. When I say unpredictable meaning non-manipulated. You cannot be manipulated easily by the greater unconscious state anymore. As long as you are not creative, you are easily manipulated by the greater unconsciousness field, the greater conditioned field, culture, media, so on and so forth. Are you aware of what I'm saying? So, cosmic consciousness is the infinite potential of all life, all species of consciousness. It is the formless field which holds infinity within itself. It is intangible and it is accessible by every consciousness species. Every consciousness species. We have to talk within the context of human because we are inhabiting this particular nervous system and we need to leave the butterflies to figure out their own evolution. We just have to make sure we don't kill them. And we need to leave the dogs also to be dogs. We don't need to humanize them. It's a terrible thing. Sometimes you hear dogs like, what's wrong with these people? I really like being a dog. There's a reason why I was born as a dog. I don't want shoes. It is important for us to first of all really begin to be with this awareness that this dimension as we have through our practice, of course through our meditation, through our practice, we are dipping into that. But we have to become aware of it in our interactive reality. Because, because our nervous system has been conditioned and we have been living at a certain content vibration, we slip consistently. Your awareness collapses onto the content and the content just hijacks the awareness field. Before you know it, you are into grosser reality, totally oblivious of the cosmic field. So it's important for us in the beginning to really have certain consistent rituals where we are not just the morning, evening, but we have to have that awareness throughout our day where we are really checking in. We are checking in. If you just checked in where your consciousness did as much time as one checks their cell phone these days, you would be just fine. So how about we just do that now? 
instead of checking your cell phone, how about we just check where is my awareness located? Am I, what am I aware of right now? Let's just ask this question to ourselves. Can we do that or no? Can we learn to ask this question and we have to answer it? Yes, we have to ask that question within the silence of our own being. What am I aware of right now? And then listen to the answer. Or another way of it, what can I be aware of right now? It can alter my state.